What's up, what's up everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Elemental Arts with your host for the evening, Eagle Death. Hope everyone is having a fantastic week. For this week's episode, we welcome one half of Southwest England's most notorious duo to grace the speakers with releases across the board on well-renowned labels as Article Music, Deep Dark and Dangerous, Deep Heads, and tons more. It's my pleasure to introduce to you Will of Mystic State. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. So, um, how's your day been going? It's been all right, yeah. Been making a few beats, did a little bit of work. Pretty much nice. been, uh, yeah, non-stop beats at the moment. I'm trying to get ready for festival season and clubs opening back up and all this and that. Okay. What uh, what shows you got coming up? So we've got a pretty pretty good bunch of festivals for the summer. We've got um, Shambhala over in um, BC, Canada. Oh, nice. And then straight after that, we're going to Outlook Origins, which is um, over there in Croatia. Yeah. You, you guys being so close to Canada, are you guys planning on doing a uh, like a US run or anything like that? Yeah, so I'm currently based in Canada. There's two of us. I'm based in Canada, Calgary at the moment, and my partner Mike is still based in Bristol. Um, so he's going to come over before Sham, and he's going to do a run of shows. I think he's doing Detroit, Denver, and Arizona mm -hmm. for the June Jam Festival, and then he's going to meet me over in Canada, and then we're going to do Sham, and then we do Outlook, and then Boomtown. So it's honestly thinking about it is busy uh, schedule. Yeah, it's kind of giving me anxiety even talking about that. <laughs> it's so busy. But looking forward to it nonetheless. And we've got a bunch of good stuff, uh, you know, that's kind of dying to get played out. So so uh, how, did you and, um, how did you and Mike meet? Uh, we met in school, actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we've been, um, we've been best mates since we were about, uh, I don't know, maybe 12. Um, so, so is he from Canada, uh, Canada also, or are you from... Uh, no, we're, we're both from the UK. Um, we both from around the Bristol area. So, yeah, we met when we were around 12, and we're, we're 27 now. Um, so I moved here about three years ago, just for, okay. a, just for a break from UK, really. But, um, yeah, heading back pretty soon here, so... <laughs> How do you like it so far? I love it. I just love hiking, love the mountains. Um you know, it's it's a good place to be, but I do I do miss the UK nightlife. Yeah, I'm sure say. the scene out there is, is is something. Bro, honestly, it got hit so hard. What with obviously COVID and stuff like that, but there yeah. just isn't isn't as booming of a scene here um, as there has ever been in in Bristol, kind of thing. So mm -hmm. that's the one thing I am really looking forward to is being able to get back and and kind of do some more regular shows because we've only got about two clubs in downtown Calgary here. Are so, things starting to open back up over there? They are. Yeah, there's a couple of good nights that have been going on. Um, we've got like Pull Up here, which just had Sam Binger down. Um, and we've got um, like the Sub Chakra guys are doing some good stuff here. But that's mm. pretty much all we've got in Calgary. <laughs> so, hey, hey, it's better than nothing, though. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's the uh, story behind Mystic State? So we obviously we met when we were very young and we were always super into music and 
Mike was always showing me um, bits and pieces of the drum and bass and stuff like that when we were growing up. And I really, really got into it. We started, uh, well, I managed to get a pair of turntables from a club that was shutting down, um, you know, close to my home. They were giving away a pair of Technic um, 1200s for about 200 quid, which was a oh, nice. So you wanted to on vinyl. Yeah, so I picked those up when I was, I think I was 13. So I picked those up. We started mixing on vinyl and kind of just doing, mixing jump up and rowdy dubstep and stuff, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Just just kind of testing the waters. And then when we left school, when we were, when we were younger, you could leave school when you were 16 in the UK. Oh, wow. So we left school. We went directly to college to do a music technology course. Um, we were actually in separate classes, but because we were spending so much time together, we were kind of trying out production techniques after mm -hmm. college when we got home and stuff. I think when we were about 18, I want to say, we started making music together um, and kind of came up with the prospect of, of making a full kind of project out of this. And yeah, got, got the name. We just needed the music, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. when you guys both going to music school, uh, you guys both have degrees in music? Yeah, so um, I did four years. Mike stayed on for about seven, I think. So he did a further oh, wow. course. Um, so yeah, I left after. I think I left after three or four years. Um, so I felt like I'd kind of, I've kind of covered everything with regards to that, and I just really wanted to focus on production as opposed to the more um, kind of written aspects mm -hmm. of uh, the music course. So I kind of just, I, I kind of dropped out of college um, after the the end of my final year. Um, and then just stayed at home in the stew. <laughs> what, uh, what area of music were you studying? Uh, it was music technology. So you essentially had the, um, there was a lot of electronic elements in it, but a lot of the course was geared towards, um, you know, how things work sonically. Um, mm -hmm. there was, it was very, very much, um, we started off on logic, uh, nine at the time. So it was basically a run through of that. And then towards the end of the course, Ableton 9 came out. So we switched to that and we were just essentially learning about plugins. We were learning uh, music theory um, and stuff like that. So it was honestly a, a dope course. So big up to uh, Bath College every time. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So seeing as you actually went to school for music and, and whatnot, and you actually like to learn on, on this stuff, is there any kind of good books or anything that you, you know, possibly recommend to people that want to get into stuff like that? You know what, I I was always more, um, you know, I would try things over and over again until I kind of picked up a way that worked for me. But very recently, my, my homie over here in Calgary showed me this book that is essentially uh, mixing, mastering, um, essentially like a handbook for okay. all things audio. And it's kind of written, I can't remember the author's name, I'll look it up, but um you know, it's written by this dude that's worked at Abbey Road for like, you know, 20, 30 years doing mixing there. Hmm. And I found that really helped because I was kind of getting the perspective of instead of just someone that makes dance music or makes, you know, bass music or whatever you want to call it. It was kind of a perspective of a person that was mixing for mainstream audiences. Yeah. So I found some of the tips in there to be super helpful. But apart from that, there weren't there were, I used to use production tutorials on YouTube, man. Honestly, like I would find a producer that I loved. Like there was there's a great Rockwell one. Um, the best one I found is uh, the is on Mr. Bill Tunes on his website. Uh, oh, Mr. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so Mr. Bill actually does a full breakdown of like he'll start from 
like showing you everything of the whole plug i like the whole doll you know completely yeah. from scratch because he's showing you how to make everything from scratch without really having to use samples and stuff like that and he's breaking down everything and then also breaks down all the instruments all the audio effects everything to like to a t and it's it's nice I, I wish Very I'd known detailed. about that. I could have saved a lot of money on school. <laughs> so I, I do remember though, like there was, like I said, there was this Rockwell one that came out because the, the, the problem I was having was like, I had all these, you know, teachers and stuff telling me different segments of music. And we actually mm-hmm. ended up, because I had a particular sound that I wanted to make, but I felt like they were trying to get as good they at wanted, everything. They wanted a certain sound. Yeah, they were trying to get as good or have a basic knowledge of everything. And I really wanted to hone in on like one type of sound, which at the time was, you know, kind of minimal drum and bass. Mm-hmm. So I found these these two production tutorials um, from, I think, 2009 or something like that. It was There was an Alex Perez one um, and there was a Rockwell one. And I've always loved Rockwell's per, like percussion and the way he liked his arrangements and stuff. And that really, really helped me kind of level up like I, I watched that video about 500 times and it's like deconstruct- <laughs> until it stuck yeah no straight up like I was like it, he was deconstructing a track that had already been made which I felt was super helpful it's a track called Aria um which is this super techie like intricate you know percussion heavy track and he broke it down literally percussion hit by percussion hit talked about his arrangement how he processes things and I was like you know what this is honestly more helpful than than the years of school that I did in a way you know yeah and there's a lot of like really good videos out nowadays they got you know the point blank ones they got bass gorilla um bass gorilla is really good um and then um I know there's they now have stuff on like splice if I'm not mistaken Mr. Bill has his contasm and then also um the uh, education in bass as well so Dude, yeah they're, they're great i mean there was so many on even on there back back in my day when i was still kind of getting my getting my bearings with regards to it the one thing i did find though was that if i was kind of following a certain artist then i kind of was falling into that trap of just sounding like somebody else in a yeah. way so it was it it's, you kind of got to walk that tightrope of like, yeah, I admire this person. I like what they do, but then you can't pinch too much of it. Otherwise, this is, you know, but in a example, way it helps, you know, because, yeah. you know, it's that sound that you like that got you into it. And to to learn how to do it, you got to kind of learn to copy it in a sense. Exactly. You Just make it your own. You have you to, to learn exactly. it. Yeah, you've got to make it your own. Because this is how you end up with, I mean, I think three or four years ago in the DMB scene, I did notice that there were, every track sounded the same, bro. Like, it was, it was it, and it almost, I know that that's yeah. such, a, yeah, it's, it's such like a generic thing to say, but I was listening to like, you know, I would go through promos or something like that. And I'd be like, holy shit. Like I can't, I can't pick out this one tune from 500 others kind of thing. And yeah. Was, you go down the whole album and they all just kind of sound yeah, the same. Yeah. Straight up. And it, 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 it was, you know, it was a real dark time, actually. <laughs> but I feel I feel very um, hopeful about the scene in, in dubstep as well at the moment, because there is so much experimentation with regards to 140. And it definitely and, is. Dude, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it's such a strong genre at the moment that it's. Um, yeah. I feel like we're peaking right now, to be honest. 
Oh, this is the golden years, like straight up. Like, I mean, we'll look back in, in five, six years time and, and look at artists like, you know, like Gloom and Fossa and people like that. Mm -hmm. They're really, you know, kind of, I, I feel like essentially in a way- And they're doing uh, a lot promote, more electronic stuff now too, so. Yeah, and it's, you know, down-tempo influence. Like people like Samba and, uh, you know, we really admire because there's kind of like a, it feels like they have a lot more room to experiment than at mm -hmm. like faster tempos. And that's always been something that I'm like super interested. And Mike as well is super interested in that. Yeah. You know? A lot of artists are kind of break, are like breaking, breaking the barriers of the genre, which is really nice. And it's, it's helping a lot yeah. of other people, like for instance, people in America, which are more into the mid rangey stuff and it's right in your face, you know, yeah. they're getting into a lot of the deep stuff now, too, because it, it's it so yeah. intricate and, and there's so many different ways you can take it besides just throwing just straight bass all in your face. Like there's a lot yeah, of exactly. you guys' songs that are you know, like very melodic or, you know, very uh, like Middle Eastern. And, you know, you guys yeah. change up the vibes a lot in your, in your tunes. None of the songs really sound the same. That's right. Yeah. And it's good to see, actually, that some of these like Eastern flavors are kind of <clears throat> they've resonated in the states a lot actually i've noticed that people are really getting into 140 music that has like world influence and stuff mm -hmm. like that you know like obviously it's always kind of been the case what with the percussion and stuff is very much like you know typically i don't know eastern maybe you would say or or something like that but now there is pulling from every single culture and it makes it sound so beautiful and like so rich and it goes down so well in the States. And I'm just it glad that this, that this is catching on kind of thing. I really, I'm really happy that this is happening. Especially in the festival scene too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like that's, I mean, Sean, I've never been, but um, I mean, there's su such a diverse lineup there and there's a lot of dubstep artists on, but I know that no set is going to be the same. There's going to be so many different flavors and oh, looking yeah. forward. Dude, people have been locked away in the studio for like three years at this point. So I'm looking forward to seeing what <laughs> everybody's just been stacking up music. At Bro, yeah, just losing their minds and like just just trying anything, you know. So I'm excited to see like what new flavors I hear this year. So with being, you know, trapped in the studio for COVID and, and everything, do you guys have any upcoming releases or anything that you can talk about? Yeah, so um I'm pretty sure I can I can probably talk about all of them. Um we've got at some point, I think probably towards the end of this year, we're going to have, uh, we've, we've just signed an EP with uh, Deep, Dark and Dangerous, which oh, is... Oh, nice. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, um, it, to be honest, it's it's something that we are super, super proud of in terms of like quality of the release. And, you know, it, 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 we were working on it for a really long time in comparison to like other stuff that we work worked on. So it's all wrapped. It's been mastered. We don't know when it's going to come out, but... It will eventually. <laughs> it's, bro, it's the vinyl process, which is 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 kind of making me reluctant to say a date because sometimes it takes two years to get a record pressed nowadays. Yeah, so. right now I've I've heard the prices are outrageous for pressing. So oh, it's, it's a nightmare. Understand. Yeah, it's a nightmare. So we'll see. I think it'll probably be in about a year. So maybe this time next year we'll have the the Deep Dark Dangerous EP out. We've also got in September we've got our third EP for Article Music. Um, okay. That's, that's on more of a drum and bass no so this is going to be all 140 as well oh, so nice. um yes yeah, so, uh, yeah our third article um ep and it's got um pavan on 
uh, vocals and then we've got um, a feature from uh, Jack Flynn Oakley as well who also collaborated with us on the last article EP mm-hmm. um, and then we'll uh, on top of that we're just doing stuff for Shakara Project which is my little label and we're working on our second album as well so we've been trying to be busy man like as much as possible and kind of chip away at stuff <laughs> So speaking of uh, the label, the Shakara Project, uh, so tell us a little about that. So about, about it was mid-2017, um, I was kind of getting to the point where I was realizing that we were making stuff that was sitting in kind of a pocket that didn't really fit with any label that I knew. Because mm-hmm. um, we kind of drifted from more darker dance floor stuff to stuff that was a little bit more for like armchair listening. Um, so I thought, you know, I'll start a little, I, I knew a couple of guys that were really doing, uh, you know, consistently good work with regards to the same kind of music I was making and Mike was making. So I decided to start a little platform and it was initially supposed to be just for us, um, a guy called Elias and a guy called Third Degree. So the first two or three releases are just by us three you know artists yeah and that was how that was how I wanted it to stay really I wanted it to just more of a collective yeah and I just wanted to have that close roster because you know we were really close friends as well but then as kind of time went on um I mean you know people went their separate ways with regards to what they wanted to make Mm -hmm. um one of the guys kind of stopped making music altogether um and the other one kind of veered more towards like r&b hip-hop stuff um so we kind of had the idea or i kind of had the idea i guess of just like running it as a full label and just seeing if anyone would send us any demos or anything like that and we've been lucky enough to have like some amazing people on the label so far you know we've had pugilist congee fiend um we've we, i mean i could go on but or and it's all people that i really like and really respect as, as human beings and artists. So I feel like we've built something really healthy here. Yeah. Um, you guys been doing some really nice stuff with the label too. And I, I really like all the artwork also. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're trying to stick with kind of a, you know, a formula, I guess, with regards to the art, although I'm trying to reach out to more artists that I know in person and seeing if they will contribute art towards the releases and stuff like that. Cause so I just want to keep it as homegrown as possible and just work with people that I know kind of support um, small businesses yeah exactly bro exactly like i want to just keep it as like a little family and you know it's, it's, it's been a great experience so far like I, I feel like we haven't even had one week release and you know initially i wanted to keep it as just like two or three releases per year mm-hmm. but to be honest we were sent so much um over the last year that i've i mean we're we're packed out now until the end of the year so we've got a release every month so it's coming oh, nice but it's a bit more consistent now, which it, I mean, I'm doing the whole thing on my own. So it's like, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's kind of, it, it's a lot of work, but I feel <laughs> like it, it's worth it, you know, like, and we've got a, a really good album coming up from Brainwork, which he's absolutely smashed. It's so good. And we've and got- And this is the, the second uh, EP he's done with you guys, right? Yeah. So he's worked with us a ton and, you know, thankfully he keeps coming back kind of thing and- so, you know, he's one of the more core members, I would say, whereas, uh-huh. you know, some people, I don't, I never want to tie anyone down to a contract or anything like that. It's like, you know, if you want to send stuff, you can, um, if we make any money, you know, 
there you go. I don't ever want it to be like a full, like I don't want it to be like a business transaction. I want it to just be like, oh, I enjoy working with these people. Let's send them some music, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's basically, uh, you know, if you want to check us out or anything, it's uh, just SoundCloud, The Shakara Project, bandcamp.com forward slash The Shakara Project. Um, yeah. That's nice, man. That's nice. You guys, you guys are definitely uh, keeping yourselves busy. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, we try. Yeah, we try. And then Mike, I should probably mention, Mike also has a label as well called The Moth Club, which... Um, I didn't know he ran that. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Learned something new today. Yeah. He keeps, <laughs> the thing is, bro, he keeps it so quiet. But, like, I mean, they, they're also very steady with their releases. They have some great stuff from, like, Versa, Raul, um yeah, I've known about Moth Club for years. I, I didn't I didn't know oh, uh, good. that's who ran it though. Yeah, so that's <laughs> nice. Mike's thing. You know, it's all dub techno flavors. So we're trying to cover like every base essentially that we love. I mean, Mike is a huge dub fan, like mm-hmm. he always has been. And he's also doing a similar thing to me where he works with his friends and you know, people that he's admired for years before he before he started the imprint. So it's it again a really healthy <laughs> label, you know. So do you have like any influences at the moment that you like, like look up to, you know, towards music? Um, I'm to be honest. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people in the 140 um, world, I guess you would call it that are really, you know, doing great things. I'm, I've always loved what Gloom and Fossa are doing and I believe they're Bristol boys as well. Um, I really like what hijinks is doing at the moment. Yeah. Um, the last release like, was was really good. Yeah, he you know really just consistent stuff. I think that um yeah you know it's got a little touch of the experimental in it, but it's you know it still hits and in it the still club. has that Mr. K sound. Yeah, exactly. Like it's still you know it's still club friendly, but like it you know it, it's got a good crossover. Um, I really really like um, Marinsuki, who we've had a release from on the Shikara project. He uh, he's from the UK as well, from the Southwest. And, you know, he's, he's done some work with Synchro and um, had a little release on uh, Apollo, which is RNS's kind of sister label. Okay. Um, dude, honestly, there's a ton of stuff. I'm really into uh, this guy, Potions, um, who is part of the, um, the the kind of collective that had Charles I on it. Um, okay, nice. Lab Group, I think they're called. Yeah. Yeah, Lab um, Group. And yeah, and the album that I really enjoyed at the moment was um, Ross from Friends. New Ross album. from Friends is great. Yeah, the, so, the Daisies is is my favorite song on the on the new yeah. album. <laughs> so I, I, I love I loved it. So that was probably one of the most standout releases for me. Also, probably an honorable mention, but Kersha is just I don't know. He's not real. I don't think. <laughs> Bro, some of the shit he puts out, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, the production quality is so high. That, it is. You know, he's putting out so much music as well as, you know, as well as, as making sample packs and all this and stuff. And he has his, his, band, uh, his actually Bandcamp subscription also. Yeah. He's got a lot of unreleased stuff on there. Mate, I don't know if he ever sleeps or anything. I mean, probably not. But, you know, he must just sit in the studio 24-7. And, I don't yeah. doubt it. Yeah, so yeah, loving what he's doing always. I mean, I think it probably goes without saying, but yeah, shout out to shout out to Kersha. <laughs> Is there any uh, up and comers that you've been uh, keeping an eye out on lately? 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't call him maybe not an up and comer, but Jack Flynn Oakley is, you know, putting out consistently good stuff. Um, uh, speaking of of that, artist, he's in a uh, in a group as well, right? Isn't yeah, that so, a, a blood clot uh, fire? If I'm not mistaken. So I'm not sh- I'm not sure what he you know he gets up to a lot of stuff. I know he's also in a band as well. Um, He's in like a metal band, so he pretty much just his life revolves around music, I think. But he, he I seen that called, he's doing mastering now. I've yeah, he's doing mastering. Yeah, so yeah, dagger mastering is his thing now. He also has a label called Tarot Recordings, which is again, it's like a similar thing where it's a lot of his output. But we've mm-hmm. had a, a a little collab uh, remix thing on there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a guy called Stone who, um, you know, makes pretty interesting dubstep that I've been following. Out in uh, um, Denver, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think this, you, you've definitely heard his stuff. But yeah, off the top of my head, like, yeah, that, I, I mean, that's, I could probably go on for hours if I uh, had, <laughs> a list, had a list here, but there's a lot of people doing a lot of good stuff. So yeah. Yeah, there's, there, there's so much music going out right now, and there's so many people doing it really good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the production quality is is through the roof in, in 140 at the moment. So, uh, yeah, keep it coming, everyone, really. Yeah. So what do you what do you listen to in like your spare time, like outside of electronic music? Um, I listen to a lot of it's kind of acoustic folk stuff. I like um, I, I'm, I'm really into hip hop. Honestly, that was like my first thing. Um, I really, really like, um, you know, mid to late 90s American hip hop. Mm hmm. I'm, um, you know, growing up, I was super into like Mob Deep and, and you know, the kind of darker side of, of hip hop, I guess. Um, and there's a huge hip hop scene in the UK at the moment, which I've been following kind of without fail for the past, like, I guess, probably 10 years now. The Blah Records guys like um, Lee Scott, Milcavelli, um, just the whole crew is doing really interesting things, I think. And um yeah i listen to a lot of hip-hop man to be honest like i listen to a lot of soul music as well mm-hmm. um so yeah it's, it's kind of all day if i'm not making music we've got something on here nice you know? yeah <laughs> I, I i like the like the soul music there is a uh there's a little quote from uh andre 3000 that he he doesn't like to listen to uh music with lyrics because it, it clouds your thoughts but yeah it, well that's it yeah he just wants to sit there i mean he had the probably one of the best pen games in the business so maybe there's some truth in that i do feel like you know listening to a lot of i guess for me listening to a lot of electronic is distracting because then you end up again trying to make something that's already been made you know exactly. yeah, yeah typically, like, i actually don't even listen to electronic music too much in my spare time i listen to like no. a lot of jam bands and jazz and stuff like that yeah you know, more easy listening things and it's stuff that you can pull uh, elements from if, if you're into sampling or anything like that which you know i really am then it's something nice because it's like oh you you put you hear a little bit of ear candy and like a soul track or a nice vocal in an r&b track and not only are you listening to a sick tune, but you potentially line yourself up a real decent sample as well. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm really big into resampling, and I, and I think less people need to be less scared of using samples. Oh, 100 percent. Like, I mean, to be honest, I got a splice subscription about a year ago, and, and unfortunately, I haven't really used it very much because what I usually do is just let Spotify run, mm-hmm. and then if something kind of like 
tickles my ear, I'll pull it, see if I can do anything with it. So I like sampling from music as opposed to um, from packs, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I, I do think that there's so much good quality with regards to sample packs out there that, um, I mean, saying that, we're, we've actually just finished our fourth sample pack, so that's going to be going online in the next month. Oh, nice. So, actually, I have one of them. I think I have the the, the second or yeah. third one. So. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we had the idea to get another one down, um, and instead of making it a thing where we just set aside a month to just focus on the pack, what we've done is we've just been chipping away at it for the past, mm -hmm. I don't know, six months instead of one. So what we've ended up with is in my opinion a lot more quality sounds than the first three um because we've had more time to kind of do the processing make sure the levels are great and stuff like that the, the other three were pretty raw we kept them like that kind of intentionally because i hate samples that are, that are already processed dude straight up it, it's so pointless to me like you want your drums do you want your drum samples to be dry you want your if you're using hat loops or something like that, you don't want them to be covered in reverb or yeah. weird processing that you're not going to be, you, the point is to change it. Right. So exactly, you know, we've kept, we still keep everything dry and organic, but there's, you know, enough interesting elements in there that hopefully will inspire people. So yeah, next month that'll be going up. I think probably the start of next month. So keep an eye out for that. And is that going to be on your band camp? Mm. so it'll just be mysticstate.bandcamp.com i believe so yeah okay. we'll probably do some kind of deal where you get you know if you buy all four of them you can get 50 percent off or something and then should be enough samples to last to the end of your life honestly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and have you guys ever thought about doing like a Bandcamp subscription or like a patreon or anything like that yeah, I think we would be more inclined to do it, I think, if we were in the same city, because mm -hmm. at the moment, Mike is seven hours in front of me. Um, we get a very brief window to communicate. So when I've woken up, you know, I wake up at eight o'clock, it's already the afternoon for him. Yeah. And he's, if, you know, he's sending me a project or something, he would have sent it, and then I have to wait till the next day to speak to him. So I think taking on, we, for me, with like a good Patreon, you want like, at least two or three exclusive tunes per month yeah you know maybe some tutorials and stuff like that and with us being in separate countries and going through that process anyway it, i think it was a bit too much for us to take on um that being said we're thinking about it when when i get back to the uk we're probably going to do some kind of like production class or something like that because we've been asked a few times now and it i think you could probably make some decent money off it you know Oh, definitely. There's definitely some artists that are making a living off of it at, at the current moment. Yeah, shout out to him, innit? Like, I think it's great. If you're, I've, I've always felt like with, if you're if you're making music, in particular drum, bass, and dubstep, like, you've got to find other side hustles that are going to keep you afloat, you know? Definitely. And whether that's, yeah, whether that's mixing and mastering, which is what I do, or whether it's, you know, running a label, or whether it's doing Patreon, you got to do what you got to do, especially when there's no fucking shows, you know, like, you have to adapt, and so yeah. many people, like, like you were saying with Kersha, and Hieroglyphics as well, and, and the Turnian Sound guys, I think, are doing pretty well off there, so, yeah. So, with you and, and Mike being so far away from each other, how do you guys work on music? So, what we do is, we're both on Ableton, um, so he will either, you know, we send the project back and forth, or we send the stems. Mm -hmm. um, I find stems easier, because then 
nothing can really go wrong. There won't be anything missing or yeah. there won't be a, a plug-in that one of us has that the other one doesn't. So what we typically do is um, he will typically, or, you know, one of us will typically start something, get like, you know, 32 bars of decent content down, mm-hmm. send it over. It's usually him that sends it over to me. And then I turn it into, you know, more of a full tune, send it back to him. Then he'll send it back once more. And then I mix, like I do the mixing process at the end. So it honestly is the way I was a bit worried, honestly, when I moved away that it was going to become difficult. But I think we've, we've got more done than we used to when we were in the studio in person. Nice. You know, whether that's because we're a bit older and we're a little bit more organized or whether because we know the schedule now, like I'll wake up and maybe I'll have something from him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, and we've got we, we, we've got a little Google Doc where we know which person has which tune and <laughs> nice. you know, whether they whether it's time for them to send it back. And, and it works. But I am looking forward to hanging out in real life and, and you know, having a beer at the studio and and seeing what happens, you know. Awesome. man. So uh, before we go, um, is so where can uh, people like check out your music and everything? Um, to be honest, pretty much anywhere, Spotify, Mystic State, um, we've got um, a band camp for the Shakara Project, um, we've got a band camp for ourselves, we've got SoundCloud, even though it's a very dead platform at the moment, if you still use SoundCloud, we are on there, Mystic State, um, I think, I, I mean, we're on Instagram, at Mystic State, <laughs> yeah there's no no trickery here it's all just type in mystic state and you'll find <laughs> you're gonna find something all right yeah awesome <laughs> man. Well, was Good there anything bad. that you want to say before we go no i think that's about it man yeah i think that's about it thank you and enjoy the mix and yeah i hope there's uh some stuff in there that everyone likes awesome brother well i really appreciate you know let me take a little bit of your time not a problem at all mate awesome my man well you have a great rest of your day Yeah, cheers. Take it steady.